Brilliance Audio presents Shroud of Eternity, Sister of Darkness by Terry Goodkind Performed by Christina Traster Rotting human flesh glistened in the sunlight, discolored by the bruised hues of putrefaction. The sunken eyeballs had turned to jelly. The jaws hung slack, gaping unnaturally wide because of the hideous scars that had slashed the cheeks all the way back to the hinge of the jaw. Nikki did not at first smell the decay in the thin, cool mountain air. Dressed in her trim black travel clothes, she stood back and regarded the four severed heads propped on high wooden poles, two on each side of the rocky road. The preservation spell is fading, she said clinically, not afraid. The sight of death had never impressed her. I don't know how long these heads have stood here as a warning, but they will fall apart soon. More birds and flies will come. The chill breeze ruffled her blonde hair as she turned to her companions. Next to her, Nathan Rawl propped a hand on the ornate pommel of his sword as he stepped closer to the gruesome display. Formerly a prophet and a wizard, Nathan had lost both of those abilities after the star shift, when Richard had sealed the veil of the underworld. That fundamental change in the universe had eliminated prophecy and reset the rules of magic with as-yet-unknown consequences. I thought the Norakai were ugly enough in life. He stroked his clean-shaven chin with thumb and forefinger. Death has not improved their appearance. Nikki remembered when the ruthless scarred raiders attacked the fishing village of Renda Bay. The brutal slavers had killed many, burned part of the town, and seized captives. Their ships, featuring fearsome carved sea serpents at their prows, had been sleek and powerful, their midnight blue sails guided by magic. To make their faces look more like serpents, the Norakai intentionally slashed their mouths wider, sewed up their cut cheeks, and tattooed scales on their skin. Through wild and unbridled use of magic, Nikki had driven the hideous raiders away from Renda Bay, while Nathan and their young companion Bannon had fought with swords. Defeated, the Norakai had retreated out to sea. A question loomed before them as Nikki and her companions descended the faint road out of the high country. Why were these severed heads here, so deep inland on the far side of the mountains? That made no sense to Nikki. I hate the Norokai, Bannon muttered as he stared. His low voice sounded much like the growl emitted by Mura the restless sand panther who paced near the rotting heads. I hate them for what they did to the poor people of Renda Bay, but I hate them even more for when they raided Kyria Island and took my friend Ian. His voice hitched, and they tried to take me too. He wiped perspiration from his freckled forehead and pulled back his long red hair. With an angry kick, Bannon knocked down the nearest pole. The uprooted pole fell over slowly, and the severed head tumbled to the ground, striking a rock beside the trail with a hollow crack. The jaw split open and fell off. 
With the preservation spell disrupted, the long-stalled decay set in swiftly, making up for lost time. Nikki watched the stinking skin liquefy and run off the skull like tallow. The eyeballs pooled and glistened, then also soaked into the dirt, leaving only a stain of putrefaction. Having knocked down the head, Bannon at first looked queasy, then his face hardened with satisfaction. He turned toward the other three poles, reaching out to do the same, but Nathan held up a hand. Now, my boy, perhaps we should think this through. Whoever placed this warning must have done so for good reason. And as you well know, the slavers are no friends of ours.